Holy guacamole. Oh, it's just that? Oh. 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 What's up, brother? <laughs> We're back, baby. We got a new intro. A new intro. Uh, new shirts. New life. New service. In Christ. New. New shirts. New, new shoes. shoes. New life. In Christ. Ooh. Ooh. That's a, that's a banger right there. A straight banger. I could I could be the hip hop Christian hip hop artist of the year for Reach Records right there. Hit up Rapzilla. We just remix. No shoes. No shirt. <laughs> This, no you can't problems. do it country. Gotta have that trap music. <laughs> new sh- I forgot the thing. The first thing we said, what was it? New, new shirt. A new shirt? Okay. I think. Wait, do the... T- okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready. I was finding the beat. the way you're bouncing. I was finding the beat, man. I can't keep, keep going. Keep going. I'm keep looking going. at someone doing that. He's like the widest voice trying to find the keep beat. Keep going, bro. <laughs> new Shoots. Hey, I got some new shoes. I got a new life in Christ, and I want to pursue. I cannot. I cannot. I, right, my, mind, my mind doesn't work. I, I feel like I've got the rhythm I want, but my I can't think of words to go with it. Yeah, it's good, though. Like I feel like I go, <laughs> You want to be hyped so bad, but the words are holding I, you back. Yeah, no, yeah. I can't. I get that. Well, dude, how you doing? How are things? I'm doing better than probably the last four podcasts we've recorded. Yeah. So that's good. That I found good. a little uh, refreshment in Christ, a little drink of water from the, the living, living water, water himself. Oh, dude, can I show you a song? Yeah. I don't know if it should be my song, but I... Got a little really... gulp from the living water. Oh, this song lately has been getting me going. Holy cow. It's by Shane and Shane. If you don't know who Shane and Shane are, they like they are release you an even album. A Christian? They release an album almost every week, I swear. It's insane. But this song, it's called Living Water. Oh. And it is. Oh, maybe I need to listen to this. Because that's what you've experienced. I've experienced refreshment. As a deer panted for water. Right now. Breathe in, breathe out. No oh, I've matched that. Drinking the dirt. Got a little rhythm in it. The, the guy who sings harmony, the other Shane, the way he sings so high, it's amazing. It's, it's not like that. That's good, dude. Hey, look up, look up Fountain of Youth Freestyle. That's my song for the week. It's only a minute and 17 seconds long, which pisses me off. Every song I like is like a minute long. This one? Just because they go hard right at the beginning. Hey. Oh. 
I just might hop in the coop. Can't scoot over there, jump from for two. Pull up to the shows in my Benny the boot. Call on my mom's face if I want the view. Cause when you hop in them, you gon' know the truth. Right in second hour, I don't give a <gasps> All my boys gas, I get high after. We're almost done with the song. You cannot mess with a kid. I wanna buy my mother crazy. Can I show you my other song? Yes. And I want to skip ahead. This one's team. Dilly's verse. That's the one I was trying to get here. This sounds really loud on headphones. I don't know if it actually is. Sorry if it is, everybody. Because <laughs> every other time we turn it down and it's not that loud. Here comes Dilly. Best rapper in the game. We kick it like La Liga. I'm the keeper. I just left the chapel with my mama Cedar. Real believer, like I'm Bieber. Yeah, I'm cheating, just not cheating like Khalifa. I just need my RBSB ECT. Like I'm going to go to Tupac. Tupac. I don't know where it's at. It's coming. I'm spreading love. I'm headed for heaven. I'm like if Tupac heard the voice of the true God. Or maybe like if Lupe got sick of the Quran. The Tupac part. If he heard the the word of the living God. Yeah. Oh, frick. I'm like Tupac. If just he heard whole, the word. Uh, when I first heard that verse, I was like, that was, that made that song. Cause oh, I wasn't yeah. even really liking that song very much. And then I heard his song and I was like, yeah, or his verse. That's like, what he does to every song. I know. They like kind of are like, mm, and then he comes in and you're like, this song is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Dude, well, glad you're doing well. Why are you doing, why are you doing well? What's that? Cause been I had like? a little dollop of water from the springs <laughs> of living water himself. Just a dollop or just a, whole a little, glass? just a little taste. And it refreshed my soul. Good for you, man. Yeah, good no, I'm for doing you. good. I, I've uh, still been struggling with getting in the word, like time-wise. I yeah. just get here in the mornings, and I think about the 50,000 things I need to do. And I think with the fact that it's like welcome week next week is not helping that. Because um, yeah. I haven't really... I've been struggling <laughs> to touch your hand. Just touch my hand, bro. Um, just, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think before I was just really struggling and stuff, and so I wasn't getting the word. Now I want to get the word for the first time in a while. And that is the work of the Spirit. Yes. Because um, I, I just want to encourage people with that. Because mm -hmm. it's like a lot of times we're just like, ah, oh, like, God, you know, just start working in my heart. Yep. And any sort of desire change is mm -hmm. usually... That's, what, that's been my prayer, too. And, and that's, man, that's like, that's a huge step, yeah. I think. Um, and it's one that you can't produce yourself, nope. you know? Nope. Yep. That's been the only prayer. That's been like my main prayer request when people ask is just that I have desire um, yeah. for the word. And honestly, I have not prayed it a ton for myself. And I imagine others have been praying it for me. And so... Even that's cool that the spirit has worked through other people's prayers. Um, Speaking of prayer, that's what I'm learning. I've been listening to John Piper. Oh, Johnny P. John, John he, if you listen to this, man, we hey, really appreciate your John work. Piper. Uh, yeah, you man, know, you're he, just the best. Yeah, like, if you ever want to come on, yeah, you know, we're we more than to willing. Have you as a guest. We, we'll have to fit you in, but we're more than willing to like if if our weeks line up. To if have you, you want to come hang in First B's basement. Yep. Man, we would just love for that. I don't know if you'd be able so. to walk down the stairs these days. Wow, now he's definitely not coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding, John, if you hear this. If though, you hear yeah. this, John, just kidding, kid, man. Like, uh, you know, you know us, man. We're just, we just did this back and forth just, thing. Just the boys. You yeah, know? us and John, we just got this back and forth. Thing. We just really you know, like, to, like to mess with him. But he said it was like a sermon that he had in like the 80s that Desiring God like, like pulled a clip from. And um, he just said he had like a little rhyme to help him remember, but he said, "Until we know that life is war, we will not know what prayer is for." 
And that's like, but his like whole thing is like making war and, and in that sermon. War. That's bang a sermon me, jam, right? That's by Tadashi. It's called Make War. Oh, it's, like, it's a song. It's, it's not a, a sermon. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh-huh. Well, I mean, it, but it's no, it's not his... a sermon uh, jam. No, I it was a no, jam. no. That's like an actual song. Hmm. Um, anyway, though, he just talks about like a lot of times we just try and make prayer like an add-in in our life. But if once we understand that it's actually like uh, um, like a weapon of war or a, a telephone to the general, as he kind of says. Hmm. Um, that's good. Like, then we won't really understand what, what prayer is for until we understand that, like, we're actually fighting for people. So it's convicted me a lot that's in my good. prayer life. Um, so I don't know. I was just kind of feeding off that. That's kind of been where, where I'm at. You've like, been doing good? Um, yes and no. I think um, I think it's kind of off and on. I at least am looking prayer looking at prayer differently. Instead of being like, I need to pray um, to make myself feel better or to check it off the box, because that's usually where I go with my prayer life. It's going like, who are you fighting for? Um, and are you fighting for your family members, your loved one, your church, your church, mm-hmm. um, your own so, soul? Yeah, your own soul. So I, I think I've looked at it a little bit differently, which has been really helpful. Um, that's good. And I actually texted a friend who was in the Marines, and he <clears throat> he did a lot of cool stuff for the Marines. He didn't necessarily go to war. But he said, um, man, hold on. He said something. I got to pull it up real quick. Um, that really. Is this Todd? Yeah, it was Todd. Shout out Todd. Shout I don't. Todd. He probably doesn't listen. Everybody listens, dude. But he said the easiest war to win is the one your opponent doesn't know exists. So Elaborate. If you, in a sense, <laughs> if, if you don't even know that, you know, war is happening around mm. you, you're going to lose. I see. <laughs> um and so that was like just hearing for his, from his perspective. I was like, that quote right there is like, that's how did that conversation good. start? Well, I sent him that. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, I sent, and I just said, I just kind of want to hear your perspective on this since you've been trained for war. Um, hmm. Hmm. And um, we talked, you know, a little bit more, but yeah, he just said the easiest war to win is when your opponent doesn't know exists. And so hmm. if Satan can distract us from like not knowing that there's a war around us, then most likely he's going to win. Which is the definition of the American church. Distracted. Sidetracked by all kinds of crap. Yep. And so anyway, so Piper, man, he just been just yeah, been good. saying like, remember that like you are in a war mm-hmm. um, and your war, the weapons you have is, is, you know, Christ and it's mm-hmm. prayer and it's, you know, so I think that that's been a little bit refreshing, like in a new perspective for mm-hmm. me. Um, and not in like a worksy way, but in a, mm-hmm. like a way of like, who am I fighting for right now? Um, am I fighting for my marriage? Am I fighting for, you know, my son, for my family members, for the church, for friends, you know? Um, so that's been really good and refreshing to some extent. So, that's good. Yeah. What are we talking about today, Bob? Well, um, we kind of got distracted. From, yes. our, from our sermons. We, we apologize for last week. You hate series. You just want to be I sporadic. I like series twice. And then I... And then you get tired love of Love change. <laughs> <laughs> You're addicted to change, my friend. Be, yes. um, but we kind of have been at least talking about um, just the qualifications of an elder um, and what why those things are important and why um, elders are such an important... Oh, which one's the... Today... Yeah. Today, you are listening oh. to Du Bois Podcast with... 
It does. It'll just start it over. Whoops. Uh, anyway, so Sorry, we, we were just talking about trying to be aspiring elders as young guys and um, what that could possibly look like. So we've just been going through the qualifications and why those are important. Yep. So which ones are we talking about today? Today. So I think we've we've kind of we haven't labeled them very well like our past ones, but we did. I kind of love quick tempered boys. <laughs> and which is my favorite fake. title. What was the other one? Above reproach or something? No, we haven't done approach. That's what we're doing today. No. No, we were doing <laughs> hospitality <laughs> and he must be and well thought of by outsiders. Above reproach and the above essence. reproach is a different one. Above. Really? Uh-huh. Did we talk about being above reproach? I don't know. Well, I'll, hold up, hold up. Let's see. All uh, we talked about was ghosts in the church. Let, let me go to Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just named them weird, so I can't remember which ones. We did two, though. Number one podcast on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just all over the internet, getting ads for it. Season so. two, Sad Boys Through Lament, Quick Tempered, and Arrogance. Arrogance. That was the other one we did. Um. Okay, okay. So today, we're talking about hospitality oh sure hospitality and well thought of by outsiders um big al yes what okay let's start with hospitality ask me a question have you ever seen this done (laughs) not about any of the elders in our church yeah but what's a what are bad examples of this well actually so one thing here to mention um when i was applying for this position um i texted one of my friends shout out roswell new mexico colin brooks Um, but uh i texted him and he said um if there's any i said if there is there any advice you'd give about being a pastor he'd been it for been been a pastor for three or four years by then maybe even more and he just said be more hospitable than you like just be ready to be hospitable mm. is what he said. Um, and that was kind of an interesting take from a young guy um, thinking about like, what does it look like to be hospitable? Um, and so I, you know, I think that as I look around, I feel like churches are either really, really good at this or really, really bad at it. I don't see very many churches that are just kind of okay at this, if that makes mm. sense. Um, I feel like it's either really a part of the church's culture or it's just, absent and not there at all. Um, and so I don't know if I have specific examples, but I think, um, you know, I think we see churches that are really good at it are very intentional, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. come over, come over, come over, or, um, Hey, let's go do something or whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think it's bigger than just having people over. I think that's definitely a part of it, like to function as family, but even your atmosphere as a body of people, towards outsiders or towards somebody new or towards one another, I think, and obviously this is specifically talking about the qualifications for elders or overseers. Um, And so I think even the way an individual um, treats somebody like on a Sunday morning or Mm. interacts with an individual, um, right? Like, like who comes to church, um, even somebody they're in a fight or have a quarrel with or is under church discipline or any, any number of things. Like there's a, there's just a, um, like a welcoming. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, obviously there's different, like there's people who the, like, I think there's people who are way better at conflict and people who are way better, like, like they kind of will lean like, like direct and, and conflict heavy, like some elders or others are the more like, like Brian is like the, yeah. like super shepherd kind, uh, makes you feel safe. Like, all, like, and so I think there's different strengths 
you know, and weaknesses on both sides. But I think even for those who are more um, in that or the like direct conflict, like um, maybe not as like extroverted, even then there should be some level of hospitality yeah. towards individuals where they're not just a jerk, you know, to somebody or they're willing to get to know people or they, they people feel welcomed or mm-hmm. involved or whatever it is, you know? And so I think it's important. And I don't know the hospitality thing. I, my dad always asks me um, like, how do I reach your generation? Because I'm my generation. Um, <laughs> Gen Z. Are um, you Gen Z? Oh yeah. I'm definitely not a millennial. Jeez. Yeah, I'm a young boy. Um, <laughs> And are you uh, in high school? (laughs) (laughs) Screw you, Bob. Um, And, uh, you know, so he's always asking me stuff. And I think actually the hospitality, when it comes to like my generation, is one of the biggest, biggest ones. Much more, much more communal based than it is like intellectually based. People, even if they disagree with like a sermon, I think this is probably different than older generations. Even if they disagree, if they feel welcomed and loved, they're going to come. Well, uh, and and they feel that they can at least talk about those disagreements, yeah. you know. And and obviously, there's probably parts of that that every generation has, but yep. I think especially in ours. And I I don't know if it's because of social media. That's what we grew up with. We had no genuine relationships at yeah. all, right? Like I grew up in a generation where we didn't know a person, like for real, like yep. at all, because of social media. Like you knew the fake social media version of people and you had a thousand friends, even at school, it like it seeped into actual real life or even at school, you knew every single person at a friend level, but never actually knew somebody like, and so I think it's really huge for our, for our generation, my generation, we probably fall in different generations. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that aspect, like, like if, if somebody feels welcomed, wanted, cared for, they're going to be around even, and we, we've experienced this with even unbelievers yep. coming to reach stuff yep. and probably even church stuff. Or like, people like hanging around for a year mm-hmm. and then being saved later on. Just because of the hospitality. Yeah. And I, you know, I even feel like that that shift has happened since I've been in college ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone like kind of close to the age of 30 and over it seems that they want to be met intellectually, yeah. but I would say in recent years, it's way more they want to be met emotionally yeah. um, and communally. Um, and I think that that's even one of the reasons you see a bunch of movements and stuff happening is because people feel- they Want to be a part of they, something. And not only want to be a part of something, but they feel a part of a community. Yeah. And so even if they disagree, they're going to move forward in those motives. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so it's, it is kind of an interesting thing. So, so here, maybe my question is, Will, we all, um, <laughs> Alan can't say the word, say wheel, wheel. <laughs> if Alan tries to say like the wheels on the bus, like the, the wheels on the bus, <laughs> I'm saying it like you now, he'll say the wheels on the bus. <laughs> um, so wheel, um, what does hospitality have oh. to do with the gospel? Like why? Cause obviously she- like shepherds and, yeah. and elders are called to mimic the true shepherd. They're called to, to imitate and be examples of Christ. Right. And to yeah. protect. Yeah. So why, why is hospitality mentioned in what part of the gospel or is there, is there a connection yeah. between hospitality and the gospel? I mean, I think so. And I don't think this is necessarily a stretch. Um, but I mean, like that's, even as we think about Jesus drawing near to us um, and um, uh, becoming a servant. Uh, where is that? Um, it's not Colossians, is it? Um, 
I don't know what you're talking about. It's one of those four minors. Um, Frick, Steve was talking about it. Um, he laid. Hello? Oh, gosh, the demon. <laughs> um, the demon. <laughs> His name's Desmond the demon. De <laughs> um, <laughs> Counted, you know, he had all the rights. He counted himself nothing. Mm, Philippians. Philippians. Frick. Um, I don't know my Bible. Come on, bro. What am I doing? Um, where was I going with that? <laughs> oh, hospitality. Um, that really like the, I think even the evangelistic or uh, outward facing nature of Jesus's work to welcoming in the outcast and the broken and the unwanted and I mean, I think there's a large part, even in like the Gospels, Jesus' life, where that is like a theme. And it's connect, I think it's intertwined with a lot of other pieces going mm -hmm. on and themes. But like a, a huge one of those is Jesus welcoming the, the people that don't belong or are perceived as not being worthy of being welcomed. And so I think like it really is an attitude of Jesus and then an attitude of the church. Well, and I would also say that you can go too far with that um, because we were in Galatians and it's crazy because Paul's, Paul's like calling the believers to unity with one another is, is, is huge. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. But then in that exact same chapter, he says about the false teachers, I wish they would um, castrate themselves. I wish they would emasculate themselves. And so his, 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 the way he talks about believers and their treatment of one another versus the false teachers are very, very, very different. different. And yep. I think we can like, we can tend to swing to the like hospitality, even amongst the wolves. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think there's like a, like a very, there's very a important there. discernment yeah. piece of like, who's a wolf, who's a brother and sister, who's somebody who who maybe the Lord's calling internally and working on and is an unbeliever, but is, is, is a goat rather than a wolf. Right. Like, and so I think it takes a lot of discernment and, uh, but I, I do think it, it does. It's like a characteristic of our God and savior, yeah. um, especially towards us. I think I have another question here that like, yeah. as you're talking, I, I have another question for you. Wise boy, um, <laughs> little wise boy. <laughs> Um, so I think some kind of wise it, guy, huh? in some, some cases, right? Not just in the Bible. I think we're all called to be hospitable. So what's the difference between angels, Hebrews? That's right. So, so what's the difference between like the congregate member and the elder in this moment? Hmm. Um, because I think all of these characteristics, like all Christians are called to have to some extent, yeah. right? Do not, Hebrews 13, 2, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. So that even comes to like the unbeliever, right? Mm -hmm. um, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. First uh, Peter 4, 9, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Uh, Romans 12, 13. I only know this because I just Googled hospitality. Amen. <laughs> just acting all smart like I'm listening. <laughs> this is all from memory, Couldn't guys. remember Philippians um, too, but now just everything's uh, coming to contribute memory. Contribute to the needs of the saints <laughs> and seek to show hospitality. Um, so, I mean, I think we're all called to it, but I think just as we, like, as we look at elders, it's just one of the things that's required mm -hmm. when it comes to their character. Um, 
Yeah, and I, I do so. think that that's important, right? Because, and obviously no elder is perfect no, by any no, means, absolutely. but I do think that there is something that we're called to kind of look at. We're called to look at that, that man holistically um, and and we see the godly example that he mm-hmm. is by loving his family, by not being arrogant, by not being prideful, by being hospitable, by loving one another, right? Like we see all of those things kind of, and not that he's perfect, but yep. there is a there is kind yeah. of a, a, a difference there. And it's kind of hard to explain why. That brings up a question for me because I've always, you know, obviously no elder is going to look at the lists in here in Titus and say, oh yeah, I've done all that perfectly. I'm ready. Yep. What's the... What's the, I mean, like not it's level like a, or yeah. line, but what, what would you say is like a meeting, although always going to be imperfectly of those, those, um, it is an interesting question, right? Because like also at what point do you look at that list and go, okay, I'm, I, you know, I'm struggling in this area. Therefore I should take a step back yeah. or, um, and, and so I don't know, I don't have the answers yeah. there necessarily. Um, but like I, like I said, I think you kind of, we're only we're down to five minutes. <laughs> yeah, we haven't gotten to the. We'll talk about that next one. week. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think it really is more of like a holistic approach mm-hmm. to that and looking at that individual. And I think having even somebody having that heart of saying, "Hey, I'm imperfect." Like, yeah. like let you know, I, I would be more weary of the of the man who says, "Yeah, I've done, I, I've done that." Let's that's like, so make me young, an rich ruler, right? Um, but at yeah, the same time, there is a level a though. pattern of li- or a general pattern of life, although it's with mistakes. And like, I think that there's also a level of like clear consciousness and repentance. Because the one I always hear is the kids, because um, there's so many elders, mm-hmm. pastors whose kids go nut- wheels off. I mean, right. I would I would say me and at least one of my sisters did that, you know, and like what's the level of like for my my parent or for a pastor when their kid didn't rejects the lord is that a or is it a hey like you have done your part in in bringing up your mm-hmm. child in the lord and ultimately it's up to the lord and so like like is it Ephesians 5 that kind of talks about not raising your you know your kids in, in anger or the yes uh, beginning of 6 6 yeah 1 through 4 mm-hmm. um I only know that because I had to send it to somebody this week. <laughs> um, but um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I think, yeah, that's just a question I've always had is like, because yeah. nobody's going to look at that list and, and go, say, oh, I'm yeah, complete. I'm perfect. Like, and like, even what you said, and I actually was told that by another pastor at one point, he said, if anybody um, thinks that they should be or are ready to be an elder, it's usually a red flag for and, us. And I would say the other thing there, the distinction is it doesn't mean you can't desire it. Yeah, because it literally says if you desire it, you desire a good task. A, mo- a noble a task, noble right? Task, so it's not yeah. a thing that we don't, we just want to say, well, it's it, like pride. a false humility, yeah. like yeah. of just going, well, I'm just never going to be. And it's like, yes, in, in one sense, we're mm-hmm. always sinful. None, no, no man really deserves to watch over the flock of God. But yet at the same time, this is what he's called and instituted. And so we need to, we need to be really aware of what he then asks of people in those positions. And so, but I do think it is important to, to understand that this is a position that's not to be taken lightly. Yeah. Um, Cause and I, I think that that kind of also holds yeah. those qualifications in like a little bit of a different place, because if you understand, you're not just trying to you're not just trying to climb the ladder in the sense of like trying to be the one on top, but you're, you're more like willing to die to yourself. And it's mm-hmm. those who are willing to kind of die to themselves. Um, 
to serve the other. And like I said, that's, that's done imperfectly. And, you know, at least even in, in my life. Um, but at the same time, I think that that's kind of where you wrestle with that tension point. Some, so, yeah, well, I guess I've actually, I feel like I've misread first Timothy, honestly, until right now in the sense of what does it say about the Lord is working? Well, like it says, the uh, spirit of God the is spirit in this of place. The is moving here. <laughs> Um, we need he, that. He, <laughs> he must manage his own household well, with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone, oops, for if someone does not know how to manage his household, how will he care for God's church? Yeah. And I think I've read that, and maybe I, no, Titus doesn't say it. Um, as if a if a elder's child walks away from the faith they're disqualified but it doesn't actually say that um, but it's like doing that deed in dignity and i think we would faith. call interesting i think we would say like like think <laughs> of a manager in any other setting could a could a good manager have a bad employee that goes wheels off well, and it has tension with our like within theology too because we believe you know that it's god who saves it's yep. not us yep. who saves and For so sure. In that it's like, well, you didn't do your part, therefore God doesn't like isn't rewarding you. You know what yeah, I mean? And I'm sure there's people who've thought way deeper about this and have like really articulate. Yeah, arguments we, we both probably shouldn't ways. be talking about this. But <laughs> but I, it does seem that like just off the top of my head, like I said, there's probably people who would really disagree with this. Uh, but that a like a could we look at somebody and say, you know what, he he has done his part in managing his household well. Um, you know, even if like a child were to go wheels off. Yeah, can you read Ephesians 6, 1 through 4? Yes, but we I, have a, a, less than a minute. Okay, well, people can take this away. <laughs> Ephesians. Hurry. <laughs> messing up. 40 seconds. Where's Ephesians? There it is. Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and you may live long in the land. Father, should not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up stop, in the discipline and instruction. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. But I think right there, that's where, that's where like that dignity and clear 20 conscience. Seconds. Well, you're distracting me. That's where that dignity and clear conscience idea comes in. So. Amen, brother. <laughs> Just say the boys. Bye, guys. Nine seconds. Hope you're doing well. Seven, six, five, four, three, see ya. Two, one.